I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show on this uh, Thursday. Appreciate you being here with us. 800-282-2882 on the phone lines. We're still waiting for a Rittenhouse jury verdict, so we do not know, but we will bring you the moment we do. It could happen today, could happen tomorrow. We'll also do a little bit of be honest analysis bordering on speculation about what this jury's actually thinking the latest is with that plus we've got some numbers when it comes to covid out of vermont out of michigan troubling stuff we look like we're heading into at least in some states quite a thanksgiving period uh, surge here and then the way the media covers joe biden that'll be a discussion we get to as well he likes cars and ice cream and walks on the beach this is from the washington post by the way it's supposed to be a serious newspaper but one thing that's been fascinating to watch it play out uh as we've seen the facts in this trial shatter the initial media narrative about kyle rittenhouse as a white supremacist kyle rittenhouse as a active shooter as an evildoer is that somehow the narrative of Racism continues. He shot three white guys. He's a white guy. They all attacked him. They all have extensive criminal records. And yet it's a story about racism. Here is Joy Reid, who does manage. It is it is actually something of a skill. She does manage to take anything and somehow make it about white supremacy, white racism. Here she is taking the Rittenhouse trial, which anyone who's been watching understands is in no way, shape or form about Kyle Rittenhouse being a racist. But she still thinks is, oh, no, by the way, for good measure, brings in 
none other than the Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh into the discussion. So the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, it reminded a lot of people of something, something, I just can't remember what it was. Oh, the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, in which Brett Kavanaugh, who had been accused by a high school friend of committing sexual abuse of her, cried his way through the hearings. In America, there's a thing about both white vigilantism and white tears, particularly male white tears, really white tears in general. They care now, and then as soon as they get caught, it's like, <laughs> bring waterworks. White men can get away with that too. And it has the same effect, even as the right tries to politicize the idea that masculinity is being robbed from American men by multiculturalism and wokeism. They still want to be able to have their tears. Clay, can I just ask, do you think there is an extent of anti-white rhetoric that MSNBC would not would, would not be OK with at this point? I just wonder, is there an outer limit to viciousness and sadism from the anchors over there? I'm, I'm curious. Buck, pretend that Tucker Carlson or Sean Hannity or Laura Ingram did the exact same bit Joy Reid just did. But they said instead of white men, black men, Hispanic men, Asian men, is there any doubt that all of the woke vigilantes out there would immediately demand that they be fired for racism? This is the thing that I think is significant here. We have created a world where white people can be attacked based on their race that is not allowed in any way anywhere else. These are the peculiar rules of identity politics. And, Buck, what it does is corrode everything. Because if you're not applying consistent standards, first of all, if you're basing anything, let me just be clear on this. If you are basing anything, success, failure, significance, insignificance, on someone's race, you are an imbecile. Because that is the definition of racism to say somebody did this because of the color of their skin or someone can or cannot do this because of the color of their skin. And this is the sort of convoluted circular logic that we have arrived at where now modern day left wing wokists are the most racist people in America. And there's not even a close second to them, Buck. And so Joy Reid is not intelligent. She doesn't make ever strong arguments. All she does is embrace identity politics and cancel culture, which are the twin pillars of Democratic Party uh, association now, which are going to destroy the Democratic Party. And she is going to be leading them right off the cliff into oblivion. You see this with even the left's approach to CRT and the parents who are upset about CRT being taught to their kids. You're supposed to submit to a leftist Democrat narrative of anti-whiteness, of whiteness, white supremacy as bad things, inherently oppressive. You're supposed to say you're right. And if you don't, the game is that in and of itself is evidence of your racism as a white person. If you won't sit there and say white fragility is a great book, it's not idiotic. It's amazing. If you won't sit there and say, you know what, I should teach my kids that somehow 
the sins of their ancestors fall upon their heads today in America, and they are guilty just because of their white skin color. This is the kind of rhetoric that is all over the place among Democrats. They put these people on TV who will speak about this as though there's some kind of Ph.D. in anti-whiteness, that this is they create these pseudo academic frameworks for the discussion. And Clay, some people on the left are finally realizing, you know, even irrespective of whether there's any truth, veracity, any reality behind some of these different frameworks for an analyzing race in America, if they stay with this CRT is either a fiction or parents who don't like it are bad, they're going to get annihilated in the midterm election. And I think Bill Maher, we brought him up several times, again, definitely a liberal, but does have, you can have a rational discussion with him. I've done it before on certain topics. And he even admits that on this issue of, of essentially anti-white racism, yes, which the left says does not exist, by the way, it's impossible to be racist against white people. They're wrong. Bill Marclay says... This is a big problem. We learned about the Civil War. I mean, they mentioned racism. We understood slavery and Lincoln and blah, blah, blah. But they didn't really go into it any more than Gone with the Wind goes into it. It was there, but you didn't feel it viscerally. Now we're doing that. And I think that's a good thing. People should understand that. That's different than teaching that racism is the essence of America. That's what people get upset about or involving children who are probably not old enough or sophisticated enough to understand this very complicated issue. Kids are taught and sometimes separated into groups, oppressor and oppressed. Again, does a kid even know what those words mean? I think this is so well said by Bill Maher. And and what we should say also, while we played the clip of Joy Reid, some of the foremost proponents of anti-white racism are white. There is a, in fact, that's the primary cadre of woke liberals. It's typically not black, Hispanic, or Asian people that are embracing anti white tropes as much as it is the woke, your Brooklyn brethren in, in New York City. You can kind of look at them and feel like, okay, this is the kind of person who is going to come out and say white people are awful. The, um, the number of white people that run around on social media talking about how awful white people are and propagating modern-day racism, that's the legion that I see, Buck. I mean, those are the people that are desperate to uh, sort of advance this woke ideology is people who are driving the the Democratic Party, like I said, right off the cliff. Most of them are not black women like Joy Reid. Most of them are white men and women of extremely liberal bent, who have convinced themselves that America is a fundamentally awful place and they define America entirely based on slavery. And this is important, too, in a larger context, Buck. Slavery existed everywhere. We have this idea in America that uniquely America was a proponent of slavery and almost nowhere else in the world had slavery. It's a flagrant misunderstanding of world history. Look, Slavery is a st- uh, is a stain and a sin on American history. But in America, I think this is significant. Slavery was only legal for 80 years. From 1783, when we gained our independence, to 1863, when Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. This country had legal slavery for 80 years. Pre that, 
You should be angry at England, which allowed slavery in the colonies when we had no actual independence. And you can argue, well, we didn't have the full fruition of equality in 1863 when the Emancipation Proclamation happened. But for the vast majority of kids that are in school today, the idea that they're responsible for something that happened 150 years ago is fundamentally, to me, barbaric and insane. Yeah, what are we actually supposed to do based upon this framework of whether it's critical race theory or the the essentially the rhetoric coming out of the left today, which is that white supremacy is infused in everything about America. It's infused in capitalism and free markets and the Constitution or government. If everything around us is racist, well, then what exactly are we supposed to do? The only answer to that, the only real answer to that is to submit to and obey and give power to whomever is making that argument. The yes. whole purpose of this is essentially to it's deconstruct. Power. It's about power. It's about to deconstruct America as we know it, the society all around us, and allow the people that are pushing this movement to reconstruct it in whatever way they see fit. It's essentially, and this is why I do think the term racial Marxism is very apt here, because they do view this as a beachhead of sorts into creating an internal revolution, certainly a cultural and political revolution from within America to undo so much of what has been built and kept this country together for a very long time and create a new image of America that is rooted in intersectionality and essentially oppression studies. And as you point out, Clay, if you actually know the history, if, if one knows the history, they would know that there was a massive slave trade in the Mediterranean of white Christians by the Muslim slave traders. There were African tribes enslaving other African tribes, the Aztecs enslaving all the tribes around them here in the Americas. We can go on for the Greeks, literally, the Romans, like yeah, all of thousands of years, the Jews, in, the, the Jews in Egypt. I mean, you know, the, the Bible, we, we go back all over the place. What does that have to do with how we can make schools better today for everyone's kids by adopting school choice, right? What does that have to do with the principle that we're all equal in the eyes of God and in the eyes of the law in this country as individuals, as human beings, irrespective of skin color? They are pushing constantly, the critical race theorists, a different approach. And by the way, they keep doing this. It's not CRT, whatever. This version of America as a white supremacist state, which is the narrative from the left now, is so destructive and it's also going counter to the best things about this country, which are rooted in individual equality in the law and in the eyes of God. Meritocracy, and the best man or woman wins. They're creating what the Supreme Court has referred to, at least I believe it was in a in a dissent by Alito, the racial entitlement state. And who gets to make the determinations? This is where the Marxist revolutionary comes into play. Who makes the determinations about what's fair, what's right? Who gets what? Where do Asians fit into the hierarchy? They does don't the LGBT, because they're too successful. Yeah. Does the LGBTQ community, are, are they to be put in a in a place of greater hierarchy in the oppression studies than the black community? Or how do we how do we figure that out? If you're trans, if it's dizzying and it's incoherent, it's just meant to frighten people. It's moral blackmail against America by people who are either ruthless in their pursuit of power or idiots or both actually a lot of both and i also think a lot of it's coming from china you know they're taking advantage of our social media openness and our enemies in the world recognize that the way to destroy america is not to attack externally it's to get us so riled up 
divided based on our diversity in this country that we're throwing punches at each other in the country instead of recognizing that we're getting punched in the back of the head every damn day by China. KGB was doing this in this country with direct operations against us, trying to pull at our seams. And, you know, they don't teach that in the schools, though. They don't teach about the communist penetrations of this country either. We'll we'll do some of that on this show. We love our pets on this program. They're a part of our families. It's why we want to make sure they're healthy and live a long time. You got to add some stuff into their dog food, though, because dry kibble sits on shipping crates or warehouses for years sometimes. And so the manufacturers have to use a sterilization process. Well, that's not good because in that food, you would normally have things like enzymes, probiotics, vitamins, omega oils, rough greens adds that back into your dog's kibble. It's a healthy supplement you put into your dog's food with all the live nutrients necessary for superior dog health. Rough Greens is a 100% vegan uh, additive with no GMOs, antibiotics, hormones, or filler. So you just add this in, and Rough Greens will make your dog healthier by making your dog's food better. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident your dog is going to love it, they've got a great way to get started. Go to roughgreens.com. That's R-U-F-F, roughgreens.com slash E-I-B. And they're going to give you the first bag free. All you pay is shipping. That's roughgreens.com slash E-I-B, roughgreens.com slash E-I-B. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. 
If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show, everybody. 800-282-2882. Let's get uh, some calls going here. We have Alexis in Texas. What's going on, Alexis? Hi, sir. How are you doing? So I just wanted to cover on and talk about uh, Governor Robinson's has possibly being a running mate for President Trump. Uh, I have mixed feelings about it. Uh, most definitely, if President Trump was to run today, I would vote for him. If he was to run in 2024 with uh, Ron DeSantis as his VP, I would definitely run for, uh, go for it. But I just feel like right now we're all seeing how corrupt our federal government is. We're all seeing how corrupt the establishment, the uh, the system is. So I feel like why would we throw our best governor um, to the wolves when he can just stay in Florida for as long as he can and protect those that are running there because at some point sir we're telling everybody to move out of these cities uh move in bulk go where you're you know you're valued and where your values are so why would we take our best governor and send them to somewhere where it's a good it's a good question and alexis i appreciate how polite she is you're, you can call me buck alexis <laughs> it's very nice I, thank you for the call i mean yeah, I, I understand I, I was talking to a couple of my buddies who live in florida now and they made that same argument they said look if he's not going to be president, I would rather have him in Florida from 2022 to 2026 fighting all the battles that matter in the state of Florida. And that's as high of an endorsement as you can get for a governor to be that popular that people who live in the state don't want to lose him I, to I, a vice I think, presidency. I think there's a lot to that because so that's an excellent point from Alexis. And also you see how California has really become the distillation of leftist, liberal, democratic party rule in America. I mean, New York is pretty bad, too, but California more than any other place. It's, of course, it's funny because New York, I, I do a show. I mean, I'm sitting here, Clay. We're doing this show. I'm in New York City. There's over a million Republicans here, right? Yes. So you got a lot of Republicans around me, but, of course, we're greatly outnumbered. Same thing. We've got big audiences in places like Los Angeles and San Diego and on the stations there, but they're surrounded by libs too. But California has become the distillation. I think that's a good way of putting it or the, the uh, epitome, if you will, of leftist rule. Florida continuing to be a place of freedom, prosperity, success, and people voting with their feet to go there. And it, it's not a super red state, you know, I think that's, it's important. not the Dakotas. It's not, uh, you know, Utah, Florida showing that if you just leave the Republicans in charge, Great things can happen for your state is a very powerful political message. Here's a good question for you, too, Buck. Florida is, uh, like you said, a very 50-50-ish state, although it seems to be moving, as Ron DeSantis told us the last time he came on, there are now more Republicans registered in Florida. It's never happened before. There's always been more Democrats. But if you look at California, the full fruition of Democratic ideals leads to disaster. Has there ever been a state that embodied full-on Republican politics that has ended in disaster? 
I mean, it's kind of interesting yeah. to think about, right? It's an interesting test because, as you mentioned, there's the Utahs, there's the Dakotas, you know, states that you know are going to go red. There's no equivalent of California where people can't even feel comfortable like leaving their cars parked on the road because they're going to get broken into or where Walgreens is shutting down because you can't even stay open. This has been a really almost a a parlor game or conversation for conservatives for a long time now where they'd say, can we just I've spoken to many people that, that folks listening would know people in media, conservatives, people in politics on the on the right. We say, can we just flip one city? And make it and a it. and make Laboratory. it the conservatives. You know, even for example, where you are in Tennessee, right? Yes, Nashville is blue. Yes, you know, you look at these cities. Dallas is blue. Yeah, what's the reddest big city? I think it's Fort Worth is basically fifty fifty. But what about know, Salt Lake? I think Fort Worth is bigger than Salt. Uh, actually, I shouldn't say that. I, I, don't, I made that up. The, I made yeah, that yeah. up. Someone no, no, should I'm fact thinking, check me. Our I'm Salt Lake audience con- is like, how dare you, <laughs> yeah. sir? I'm thinking in the context of you know sports teams, right? Because you have to be a decent sized city by and large. Most of them. I mean, I know that somebody could be like, well, Green Bay's not very big. Yeah, okay. For the most part, professional sports cities have to be pretty big. I'm trying to think. You can tweet us at Buck Sexton at Clay Travis. Oh no, Fort Worth is much bigger. Fort Worth is eight hundred thousand. And Salt Lake City is like 150,000. So very, uh, very different. Fort Worth is much, much bigger. Or 200,000 is what I see here for Salt Lake. Fort Worth is 800,000. And this is one of those things where you get complicated, right? Like, because some places define themselves. Like, for instance, Jacksonville. We have a lot of listeners in Jacksonville. The city of Jacksonville never ends, Buck. You can drive for like four hours and you're still in Jacksonville. Oh my and gosh. then some cities are tiny, right? Clay, like I, I just checked this out too. Fact checking. You're totally right, by the way. If you when you expand to the suburbs, yes, you know and counties, the and people, the, all a lot of the freedom lovers in Houston, for example, live yes. you know thirty or forty minutes from downtown Houston, from what I understand. Not that there's really a downtown, but you know what I mean from the center, the center yes. point. Um, Salt Lake City, fifty. According to what I see here on the uh, on the interwebs. Fifty-three percent of Salt Lake City residents voted Democrat in the last election. So there's another crazy one. To think about right. Another like there's one. Almost no red city. Yeah, we. I mean, that's we, so we can call it the conservative city project. It's a dream we've had for a long time. We sort of run one city where we have you know clean streets, low taxes, back the blue. <laughs> like I don't know. It'd be fun. I'd love to know what the closest city to that is. Clay, uh, you want to tell us what's going on in Vermont? By the way, we come back because the numbers it ain't are. Good. Concerning from a COVID perspective. We'll get into that. Plus, we're watching for the Rittenhouse verdict. We'll stay with it. Stay with us. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Welcome back in Thursday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I hope all of you are having a fantastic start to your day, middle part of your day, wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. I am down in Miami doing the show on News Radio 610 WIOD. Appreciate Grace Blazer and her crew taking care of us down here. So many fantastic affiliates, Buck. One of the cool things about doing this show You and I are on the road quite a bit, getting to see all the different communities and experience their vibe and their 
uh, and their interesting nature and just getting to meet so many listeners. I met so many Clay and Buck listeners last night at the Fox Nation Patriot Awards. So many people, Buck, asking where you were, listening to us all over the country, but in particular because we were in South Florida for the event. So many South Florida people and also so many people who were from somewhere else and had gotten fed up and moved to Florida. And I think the numbers, when we get an official tally of all of the different movement that took place during COVID, the amount of people who moved to states like Florida, Tennessee, Texas, are going to be off the charts. I think they're underrated right now, just anecdotally based on some of the people that I am meeting on a regular basis. Following several different stories out there, Rittenhouse jury continues to deliberate, try to make a determination. Now in day three, we will talk about that a bit going forward. We have got all sorts of different issues with COVID cases now surging all over the Northeast, all over the Midwest. You'll recall that during the summer, we told you COVID was seasonal in the South Everybody was piling on the red states. Everybody was piling on Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott and all the big state governors in the South. And now that the blue states are surging, if you look at the numbers, honestly, at an unbelievable rate, suddenly nobody is blaming any of the governors at all. And it's totally vanishing as a political-related story at all. When you can't blame the red states, everybody runs in the opposite direction. But what's going on right now? Michigan, COVID cases up 83%, blue state governor. Minnesota, COVID cases up 62%, blue state governor. New Mexico, COVID cases up 43%, blue state governor. New Hampshire, up 78%, blue state governor. Wisconsin, up 53% blue state governor and Vermont, the six states that are growing the fastest right now, according to the New York Times database, blue state governor. And this is big deal, Buck, because Joe Biden ran his basement campaign selling everybody the idea of I'll fix COVID. I'll trust the science. Donald Trump isn't handling COVID right. I will. And as COVID isn't disappearing, Joe Biden's overall approval ratings are tanking at a level, frankly, combined with Kamala Harris that we've never seen before. Quinnipiac came out with a new poll, Buck. 36% Joe Biden approval. New low. 53% disapproval. And listen to this. 29% approval from independent voters. 56% of them disapprove this is crazy so remember biden was i I think that's a critical point he was supposed to fix covid and he came in with a hundred days of masking and remember when people were were you know clapping like train seals yay a hundred that's gonna solve it it's it's amazing it's all masking huh no joke here i am a mask, hundred days he said it would go away he said covid would disappear it was all and that was not the very look there's what was said and I, i think this is fair across the board there's kind of what was said in the first 30 to 60 days of covid when we were all like oh my gosh and northern italy and it was crazy and you know look that's 
And then there's what you say six months, a year, 18 months into COVID, right? These are different things. Much broader data sets, much more actual experience. Biden was supposed to get all this under control. Here we are now with OSHA saying they're not going to implement as it stands right now. Could change the legality of this, but they're not going to implement the mandate. I I think there was just a, a, uh, yes, here we go. In Forbes, there was a study that nearly a third of healthcare workers in U.S. hospitals, Clay, are still not vaccinated. Healthcare workers, there must be so anti-science. They're not vaccinated. They all had and, it, by the way. Yeah, of, of course they've been exposed to this. We're not tracking natural immunity the way that we should. Uh, the CDC doesn't seem to care about natural immunity for quite, I think at this point, manifestly obvious reasons. But it's amazing that they can't even really explain What's going on? You're starting to see the like, well, we don't really know what's going on. Vermont. You've been bringing up Vermont a lot. Yeah. I, I dug into the numbers on Vermont right now. They want to tell you, oh, the narrative is two thirds of patients in the hospital and hospitalizations are rising. Yes. And now this is Vermont's a small state, but it's a little bit like what was that? Uh, what was it the princess cruise or something? There was that uh, cruise oh, ship yeah, yeah. Right, where Back they had. In the day. Yeah, it was almost like a floating petri dish of how dangerous is COVID? How quickly how does, does it spread? spread? How, right, all oh, of yes. that. Vermont, if you're looking at a case study for vaccination, is very interesting because it's a it's a state that has actually a low had a low infection rate overall compared to other states, so not a lot of natural immunity, relatively speaking. But very, very high. I believe the highest in the country per capita vaccination rate, right? You've seen that too, right? So what they're telling you right now is, well, two-thirds of hospitalized COVID-19 patients in Vermont. By the way, this is from ABC and New York Times. You know, I'm not, this isn't, you know, Buck's right-wing crazy blog.com. So, you know, Media Matters can stuff it. But (laughs) uh, here you go. Two-thirds of hospitalized COVID patients are unvaccinated. That means... A third of the people in the hospital right now, let's call it 30, 35, 30 to 35% are fully vaccinated. That is not insignificant. That is far higher than what we were led to believe for months. Now, I know they'll say, oh, but it's, you know, it's better. It's better. This is the mentality of, okay, if six feet of distancing doesn't work, let's try 10. If one mask doesn't work, let's try two. There are limits to what we should put ourselves through for limited efficacy in battling this virus with these different measures and mitigation tools that are out there. No doubt. And also, did you see Fauci came out and said that the CDC is going to have to potentially change their definition of what fully vaccinated means to take into account the booster so that people out there listening who went and got their COVID vaccine and just said, okay, I got my vaccine, leave me alone, you now, in some locations, are not going to classify as fully vaccinated unless you got your vaccine, and then you've also gotten your boosters. Where does this ever end? I mean, they're they're going to mandate boosters. That's When I say they, it may not be everywhere. It may not be possible for them to do it through OSHA, the federal government. They're going to do it in California. They're going to do it in New York. The definition of fully vaccinated is going to change, and they have to change the definition because otherwise what people realize is there is no other rolling vaccination campaign like this that we've ever been subjected to. Certainly not that's mandatory. We do call it the flu shot because we understand why, you know, 
And when was the last time you got the flu, Clay? Have you had it recently? I, I had it like six years ago, and I was it's a great question. I was trying to think. for like ten days. Like tested. I haven't had it. I haven't had it in a long time. Actually, yeah, I actually had it like six years ago, and I, I remember I felt like I I actually was on Fox and Friends, and it was super early in the morning. I think it was on like six a.m. And I thought maybe I just didn't get enough sleep. Maybe yeah. I was a little hungover. We can't tell anybody that. <laughs> but I'm like I don't feel so good, and I started right as a sec. I started dripping with sweat and like and, and started to shake. Oh, and I was an like, oh, my gosh, feeling. I don't get nervous about TV. I'm really sick. And I finished the hit and had to like, I just came on me so fast. But the point I'm making is if you could avoid the flu every year by getting a flu shot, trust me, you would want to do it. A lot of people know that, you know, it's like a 50, 60 percent shot, you know, maybe some years 70 and they miss and they have to guess. And there's different strains and different immunity. It's super complicated. And oh. that's the way we've organized society around this for how many decades now? Oh, that's but, the only way we should be organizing against COVID too. I agree. And by the way, as bad as getting the flu is, the when it runs through your family, when you've got kids, you have that awful feeling where like one kid gets it, and then you're like, okay, I got to take care of this kid. They're throwing up, they're pooping everywhere, and you're like, I'm definitely going to get it. But you have that hanging over your head. And it just like is like a slow moving disaster through the household, is, right? Where your, every is single this your, one like of them advertisement gets it. for why oh. I need to get married and have kids soon. By the way, I will tell is- you, <laughs> I will tell you, there is nothing worse than kid gets sick and you know you're gonna get it, and your wife might get it, and your other kids get it. So the reason when you're asking, I was thinking in my head, the whole family got the flu. It's probably been about five or six years ago, but the flu in a household is such a slow-moving disaster for like two weeks, everybody feels like crap, and then you're, you know, somebody gets it, somebody else gets it, and, uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, that is where we are headed with COVID, is you're going to have to make a decision. Do you get the flu shot or not? And and when you see the data in Vermont, uh, you know, I, I want to pull it, because I, I hate ever giving the wrong number. Oh, by the way, a correction. Oh, we talking about getting right. I said Bruce Ratner wrote the op-ed yesterday. I meant Stephen Ratner was Obama's. I don't even know who Bruce Ratner, I don't know why that name was even in my head. Was Isn't there a Ratner who's a movie director? I was right? going to say, I think Bruce Ratner, because I, I, I was like, oh yeah, I know that guy, but I, I feel like there's a Bruce Ratner who does is involved in like uh, in in, in well, entertainment. Neither here nor there. Way. Just to correct things, because yeah. we like to get things right. It was Stephen Ratner who wrote the op-ed and who was a private equity guy. Point being, though, over ninety percent of senior citizens in Vermont are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, and they're rushing to get the boosters as fast over, as they possibly can. Over ninety-eight percent. There we go. Thank you. Fully vaccinated, sixty-five and up in Vermont. And so, what this is showing us, though, their their whole premise is well. You have to protect them from even being exposed to the virus as much as possible, because even if they're vaccinated, they could still be at risk. 30 percent of the hospital folks, not 3 percent, 30 percent. Does anyone can I, can I just take a step back on this for a second, Clay? If I had told somebody three months ago, if you had sat down with Fauci three months ago and said, sir, what percentage of people do you think will be hospitalized in a state like Vermont who are vaccinated versus he would have said 90, you know, 95 percent, 98 percent will be unvaccinated in the hospital it's 30 percent who are uh unvaccinated who are actually i'm sorry you know 98 percent of the people who are in the hospital would have been the unvaccinated that's not the case at all so now we look at this and we say it can't stop you from getting it it doesn't stop you from spreading it yes it reduces but we are talking about reductions when we were promised effective control and that was the illusion of Fauci and the rest of them. We could control this virus with the vaccine. We can do some mitigation of the vac- of the spread of it and some mitigation of 
death and hospitalization. But that's only if you keep the shots going as it stands right now for every six months. We don't know. That's the thing. You could set an over under and say, hey, you're going to have to get eight shots between now and two years from now in order to be protected in some way against COVID. It's wild. Also, what's wild, you don't have to wait another week to get the benefit of a great Black Friday deal. A lot of you, you know what? Eight days till Black Friday. We're exactly one week, going to catch up, uh, sneak up on a lot of people, one week from Thanksgiving. And right now, our friends at Pure Talk have an awesome deal. You can get an iPhone 12 for just $479. Pure Talk Cellular, company better rates. You can save $800 a year or more. My family has this. You can keep your same phone or get a new one. You can keep your same phone number. Super easy to switch. And this offer right now is phenomenal. Unlimited talk, text, six gigs of data on Pure Talk's 5G network, just 30 bucks a month. The buck, how do people get signed up? It's so easy. And remember, Pure Talk has a 30-day risk-free guarantee. So you literally have nothing to lose. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Pure Talk. You'll save 50% off your first month and save on a new phone. That's from your phone right now. Dial pound 250 Say pure talk. Some restrictions apply. Call for details. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another health care provider. That's HealthLock.com. 
Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash buck and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Thanks for rolling along with us here on the Clay and Buck Show. We're joined now by Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. Senator Johnson, thanks for being here. Well, guys, hope you're doing well. Senator, you know, the the border is a total mess. It's an area of policy that you've been focusing in on. You've been trying to tell the American people about what's happening there. The vice president, formerly the border czar, apparently no longer, although I don't think there was an official announcement about that, Kamala Harris, was on TV this morning talking about the border issue. I wanted our, I wanted our audience to hear it and let you react to it. Well, it's not going to be overnight. We can't just flip a switch and make it better. Um, the reality is that we inherited a system, an immigration system that was deeply broken, and it's requiring us to actually put it back together in terms of creating a fair um, process that is effective and efficient. But on the root causes piece, what we're looking at is that, you know, frankly, people don't want to leave home, George. And when they do, it's one of two reasons. They're fleeing some kind of harm or to stay at home. They just simply cannot satisfy the basic needs of their family. Uh, what do you say to that, Senator? Well, the root cause is the Biden administration, President Biden, uh, Kamala Harris. And they did flip a switch. The you know, first couple of days in office, they completely dismantled the successful policies of the Trump administration. They ended return to Mexico policy. They they ended the agreements we had with uh, Mexico and Central America. They stopped building the fence. And we'd pretty well stopped the flow of unaccompanied children and families exploiting our uh, asylum laws. We were going to complete the fence, and we we were very close to having you know, pr- pretty good control over the, the border, and they blew it all up day one. They, they, by the way, they knew what would happen. So Kamala Harris was on my committee when I held over 30-some hearings on you know, the, the border security and some aspects of uh, – of the immigration uh, system we have, the broken immigration system, and she would just come in and just ask nasty questions. That's when she accused ICE of basically being a, like the, the Ku Klux Klan. So, I mean, she, she, she sat in hearings when we were getting testimony that they were selling children for $81. She understands the human depredations of human trafficking, the sex trafficking, the flow of deadly drugs. Now we have 100,000 overdoses last year. No, th- this administration knew full well what the results are going to be of their disastrous policies, but I guess it, they just had to reverse whatever President Trump did. So they flipped the switch. They caused this crisis. It is true it's going to be pretty hard to put this genie back in the bottle, but they caused it. They are the root cause. 
Senator Johnson, speaking of root cause, uh, there is a mess right now as the jury continues to deliberate in Kenosha, Wisconsin. MSNBC evidently caught chasing the jurors, uh, and they've now been banned from the courthouse. Got National Guard, State Guard calling out uh, the governor, calling out support there. How concerned are you about the situation in Kenosha and what might happen whenever a verdict comes down? I'm highly concerned. You know, I think the governor might have learned his lesson. I mean, uh, both he and the lieutenant governor uh, in August 2020, when we had the riots, incited the riots. Uh, they refused to take President Trump up on his offer to bring in more National Guard troops. They just ignored it. They incited the riots. So I guess now they, they're at least having 500 National Guard troops stand by, which is you know, better than nothing. Uh, but you know, from my standpoint, one thing we have to point out is I don't think we're overly concerned about riots if Kyle's convicted, right? We're, we're concerned about riots if he's found not guilty. That's right. And the, the, the fact of the matter is, is the violence that we fear, by and large, comes from the left. Not universally so, but by and large. That's something the mainstream media will never admit. Let's face it, they didn't, they didn't board up storefronts in major metropolitan areas prior to the November 2020 election in case Joe Biden won. Right. You know, once once he was declared the victor, the, the the boarding could come down. So well, let's be honest about this. You know, I condemned January 6th. It was repugnant. It was repulsive, the violence, the racial slurs. But that's an aberration coming from Trump supporters, because most most Trump supporters are God fearing. They love this country. They respect law enforcement. They wouldn't even think about uh, breaking the law or rioting. The rioting, by and large, comes from the, from the left. And we've got proof over 570 riots in the summer, one to two billion dollars of property damage, a couple thousand law enforcement officers injured during the summer riots, a couple, couple dozen people died in some way, shape or form. But that's all swept under the rug and the left and the media, which is the same thing. Uh, they only focus on, on January 6th. We, we, we need to be honest and realistic about uh, where the real threat of violence is coming from. It's coming from the left. We're speaking to Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. Senator, looks like uh, Pelosi is promising to get the Build Back Better bill through the House side. Uh, what do you what do you think when you're hearing the administration and the Democrats all together making claims like, this is all paid for. There won't be any tax raises on anyone making less than four hundred grand, and it won't make inflation worse. You know, a, a general problem with liberals is they just deny reality. You know what? What general human nature is? You pay people not to work. Guess what? They don't work. I mean, now the fact that they're saying, "Well, the way to fix inflation, which is too many dollars chasing too few goods, is let's spend more money. Let's create more debt." And death is spending. Let's mortgage our children's future further. Let's let's even have more dollars chasing too few goods. They, they, they live in a fantasy world. But again, I have to point this out: the mainstream media props them up. They cover for them. They are complicit in this. So they're, they're, this mainstream media that got Joe Biden elected by covering up, all, you know, my my and Chuck Grassley's uh, report on Hunter Biden. You know, nothing to see there. Don't, don't worry about those foreign financial entanglements with China and Russia. And 13 other countries. Don't 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 take a look at that. We're gonna we're going to make sure we elect this moderate, grandfatherly like figure, and and he'll heal and unify this nation. Nothing could be further from the truth. He's a radical leftist, and he's surrounding himself with open border, 
radical left, socialist Marxist. That, that's what he's doing. Senator Johnson, I don't follow through on this very often, but I said earlier in the week, and I don't know if you heard it or anybody on your staff might have heard it, we really need for you to run for re-election in Wisconsin. You're a truth teller. I don't know who might replace you, but I'm 100% confident they won't be as honest and as good at their job as you are. I'm giving you my endorsement. I don't even know if I'm supposed to do that. Obviously, I don't live in Wisconsin, so I can't vote for you. But will you please run for re-election? Well, listen, I appreciate those kind words. I, I am going to be making my decision in the next few weeks. And I will tell you that kind of encouragement, it, 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 it is impactful. I, I have to admit, as I've traveled around Wisconsin, I'm getting all kinds of encouragement. And so I appreciate that. I really We do. need you. So we thanks, need you because you're thanks. willing to fight. And so few people are willing to fight. And you're willing to fight with facts, in particular with covid uh, did you read the Fifth Circuit opinion? Thank God they stood up and actually stood up for the Constitution. But so few people are willing to do that. We need you there. What did you think of the Fifth Circuit? Well, I, I breathe a sigh of relief. Uh, I mean, these mandates are going to be so destructive. I mean, forcing people into just gut-wrenching, life-altering decisions for no reason. Listen, if the vaccine were 100% effective and safe, I could understand it, but they're unfortunately not. And, of course, by saying that, I'm going to get censored by YouTube because I'm, I'm telling the truth. Of course. It, guys, if I, if I do run, it, it literally be a contest between the media, the social media, and the truth. And it would be a knockdown dragout. Let's face it, they've got a lot of power. They'll never admit they're wrong, and they have the power to pretty well guarantee they're never proven wrong. So it, I will need a lot of help and support if I do run. Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. Sir, we always appreciate you swinging by the Clan Buck Show. Thanks for being here with us. Have a great day. Stay healthy. When you announce you're running, you can come back on. We need That's you, right. sir. I, I hear you. <laughs> He's not committing quite yet. All I right, know. Then. I just I got to make my pitch. Mrs. Johnson probably gets a say this one, Clay. You know, so we'll have to see. The Tunnel of the Towers Foundation is making the holidays brighter for our nation's gold star and fallen first responder families with young children. For many of these families, the holidays are a tough reminder of the sacrifice their hero made for us. The foundation is giving away one or more homes a day from Thanksgiving through New Year's Eve during its season of hope. With each mortgage-free home, the foundation is delivering on its promise to do good and never forget. For some of these families, they have the comfort of knowing they can stay in the home that they picked with their loved one, the home where they made precious holiday memories. For families in a new home, they're creating new memories they will cherish forever. And all of this is possible because of your generosity. You know this show's listeners have given over $5 million to Tunnel the Towers? Think about the impact that you guys have had supporting America's greatest heroes and their families. And for those of you who haven't signed up yet, you can donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The number two, T.org.